Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in Moonlighter. Oh. I have something I need to talk about. Oh. <laughs> it's related. Okay. Um, I thought of this at good segue. 5.30 this morning. I was like, yep, yeah, I have to talk about this. Um, And I want your opinion. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of what we we're just speaking about, actually, I have okay. a, a neighbor question. Oh, okay. So my oh, my name is Summer Yeager, and my backyard uh-huh. um touches my neighbor's right backyard, like our backyard. You share a fence, yes, share a fence. And uh, <clears throat> a couple months ago, my neighbor, my backyard neighbor. I, whom I have never met, uh, which might sound weird to some of you, but to those of you that live in cities, not that weird. Right. I mean, especially like your backyard neighbor, because they live on a different street than you. They live on a, yeah. I, I never mean, go down that street. it's already likely in Phoenix <laughs> that you don't know your next door neighbor, but yeah. certainly. Your backyard neighbor? <laughs> never no. heard of her. No. Um. So a couple months ago, and this was when I had a newborn, so I didn't quite register it. But what happened was, for some reason that I cannot understand, they decided to, to install a 2 billion lumen light to light up their entire backyard every night. Is it like a motion sensor thing? No. Nope. Or just, no, nope. oh, just on until just you turn on. it off. And I realized a couple of months ago, I'm laying in bed and I can could read a book. <laughs> I have two two windows in my room facing my backyard, and I have black closed blinds and closed blackout windows. Right. Okay. Uh, blinds and blackout curtains. And oh, and it's that bright. I it's making it through. I can look my husband in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> like. Hey, you want to read a book? Maybe we could play a game of chess. Let's chat in our fully lit room. <laughs> and certainly we- <laughs> not sleep. That's what people do. People sleep in the dark. It is like it is like the it's like the moonlight. I imagine this is this is the light that they installed in their backyard is the lesser light by night. I mean, it is like we it's just so incredibly bright and I've been so tired that I haven't really like been paying a whole lot of attention, but the last month or so I've been laying there trying to go to sleep, like counting the popcorn on my ceiling right. because it's so right. bright. And I, I got up one night and I looked and it's just a bare, extremely bright right. bulb that they, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, man, I don't know. Like what is happening in all their night? yard all night? It's on all huh. night. Um, When the sun goes down, it's on. Which, like, I feel like if people were jumping into their backyard, that would be something you would know about because you, sh- like, you would think almost share a backyard. If there was, like, <laughs> things happening here right. that I would know about it. If that was a problem, you'd probably would have experienced yeah, the same thing. It's, that's not happening. So, you know, my question, I, what I do sometimes is I sleep with a, I, I get so tired and I'm like, man, I cannot sleep. It's so bright in here. I'll like put a t-shirt over my eyes. I'll just grab a t-shirt, <laughs> lay it over my face. <laughs> Hope for the best. Hope not to die in my sleep <laughs> because it's so bright. Right. And I'm just like, you know, what I don't want to be, I don't want to be the person that's like telling my neighbor how to live their life you know right, because right. that's just none of my business except that ever since for whatever reason they installed this giant light well there's a balance right <laughs> like, like what like why it is a, it they're is not a, out they're not at, they're not in right, their yard right they're not in their yard well it's all night long it's so all it's night like, long 
they're probably sleeping. Yeah. And I they definitely their bedroom windows could not be underneath this light. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Right. I mean, I'm it's far probably away from like the light. A, they probably have different facing yeah. windows or something like that. Something. Yeah. Or I mean, you are I do think you t- would you agree that you're kind of a uh, like you you like it to be quiet you like it to be dark yeah so you're maybe a little more sensitive than even yeah some people can like sleep with the lights on with the full lights on yeah yeah i imagine that i do like it dark but this light is so bright it's making it through your blackout curtains blinds <laughs> it's making it and blackout yeah. curtains mm, that's pretty bright so i'm they like just probably don't realize they can this cannot be affecting their sleep no <laughs> i doubt it Moral of the story is I was laying there at five o'clock this morning <laughs> reading a book. No, uh, looking at Ransom in the face because he he wouldn't sleep unless I put my face on his face this morning mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And, you know, I, I did. He's him, like, Mom, it's so bright. It's so I need you to put <laughs> your entire. Maybe that's why I had to do that. <laughs> we'll get him a little baby sleep yeah. mask. Seriously, I had to like put my face on his face for him to sleep. Uh, And I was like, oh, I love that my backyard neighbor's sunlight is (laughs) allowing me to see your adorable face. But wow, this is bad. So anyway, I one night when I couldn't sleep, I had the thought like, you know, they're people. I could just talk to them. Yeah, they're people. I think that's probably the best that would be the best route. And then if they were like, no, we need the sunlight in our backyard every night, then we're all, we all just continue living our lives. Right. I, yeah. I do you think know? you get to, it's like, whatever. Well, okay. It's their property. The light is on their property. Right. But there are certain things like light trees, things that reach over sound. True. There are things that reach like <laughs> they're on your property that reach outside over, of your property. That might inconvenience someone. And at that point, I think, yeah, you do have the right to say something. And I do think talking to them is the best. I think a note comes across, can come across so wrong. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, no notes. And I just plus, like, you're not I really throw a, a note. I don't really feel like you're a note person. No, I'm not. <laughs> I feel like you're able. <laughs> not a note. I would never. Just like go over there and like throw, like tie a note in some flowers and throw it over the side of the fence. We, I'd like to invite you to dinner. Yeah. Oh, sure. When can we come over? <laughs> At 2.30 a.m. That is we'll when... We'll be eating in my dinner. My room. In my room. My room is best lit. It'll... um, <laughs> It will be fully lit, though. Don't worry. By your... By your light. Fluorescent light bulb. <laughs> and then you can just sit there the whole dinner just Staring smiling. Staring at me in the smiling face. Smiling at them. We'll see each other just fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna... Uh, and then you hand them a note, which, of course, they can fully read because of <laughs> because the light it's in the room. so bright. <laughs> I think what I've been waiting for is just the bulb is going to die eventually. I don't, it has, I can't have some a Some of long... these new fluorescent light bulbs, <laughs> some of these new LED light bulbs are like, it's so they're like bright. nine-year lifespan. It is so And bright. it's actually, some of those lights, it actually wears them out faster to frequently turn them on and off. Like they're meant to stay on. This thing's on for twelve hours so a day. So these people are probably just environmental <laughs> champions. They're rolling in energy the, in the cash. I'm pretty sure <laughs> is what's happening. Um. So that's anyway. always difficult. I heard a story. Where did I even see that? Maybe it was like a video I saw on Twitter or something. And it was some girl talking about her neighbor. Um, she's like, look, I know I live in New York City. Like, similar thing. Like, yeah. I know I live in a city. I'm not expecting silence yeah. by any I means. I expect other people to be but around her neighbor, here. her neighbor um, had wind chimes. Okay. And you know, with the buildings, it can really create, like, sort of a wind oh, tunnel. Oh, yes. And so she was like, they're blind. They're hearing blind? What is that? They're deaf? <laughs> They're deaf to the sound of these wind chimes. Right. But they don't stop. She's like, it's not it's like. It's constant. It's not like they. Oh, when the wind blows through, it's like, right. a, oh, tinkle, tinkle. Right. It's, it's constant. Like they don't stop yeah. going. You may as well just have a track yeah. of wind chimes playing. Yes. But she left a note. 
Uh-oh. The note. See, I think that just comes off the wrong way. Yeah, the note definitely goes off. The, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Like you, you're doing it because you're like, look, I don't want to be weird and and like confrontational about the wind chimes. Right. But then what it, it, it just comes off wrong. Yeah. It's hard to read the tone. Yeah. Of a note. I actually had the thought that maybe they are blind. What I mean, or someone or at there least is like sight impaired. Something and they need a lot of light. Yeah. I don't or know. I don't know. Maybe. Or they let have to let their dog out and they want to see their dog. Maybe. Or, I don't know. But moral of the story. You should avoid uh, some of you guys who like feel like you need a lot of light in your backyard <laughs> in the middle of the night. Like, tell us what, why. What do you need all that light? What are you doing? Tell us what's happening with that. What are you doing out there? Because I would imagine there are some rational reasons for mm. wanting. Yeah. You know, if it's for like security, it's like, I mean, I have cameras in my backyard. Right. So I can see what's going on. I mean, definitely, definitely you can see what's going just on. Just get a camera. Because I mean, <laughs> you can see everything, but like, just get a camera. It's, they're not much more expensive than right. that light bulb had to have cost at least $500 <laughs> is my belief. It's I some mean, kind of specialty military grade bulb. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So anyway, that's what I'm dealing with. It's a laser, <laughs> which would actually be good for security. Laser light show every night. <laughs> Every single night. <laughs> and my brain is really foggy because <laughs> I'm not sleeping. Anyway, moral of the story is you can, this is Joy, I'm Summer. You can leave us a voicemail True. at 470 I use Rod and Staff as my homeschool curriculum. And um, Carmen is with us today. I know. What? Isn't that crazy? Everyone listening, they're Doesn't like, we know. Great? We know. We've, we caught the vibe. And like, Carmen's not even going to say anything no. unless he wants to come say hello. But like... He's not listening. But no, <laughs> probably not. Um, He's not listening. But it just it just feels different, right? It just feels it like it it's just like reminds you of old times. It's old times. You know, it's really scary. I know I've told you this before, but uh, we get an email or a voicemail or a message at least once a week. Minimum. Okay. Minimum once a week, I am told through some medium that, hey, you know, new listener working through your catalog or new listener just finished your whole catalog. Like people are out there listening Starting to the last six and, years okay, wow. of our lives. Mm -hmm. They're doing it. Wow. And they're making it through. And they're commenting on just, you know, back when joy was single and you know like oh, <laughs> just all this like different strange. different times and and they remember things that we've said which is horrifying and <laughs> um scary well, yeah definitely have that's like a different it's a level of insight that we may not even have into our own uh-huh selves once a week y'all are out there doing it they're doing it um, and then they'll like email and be like, so this one time you said, and I'm like, oh man, dude, that was 2018. I don't know hmm. who I was in 2018. That was a week. Person. I was doing different stuff in 2018. I mean, in 2018, I was literally Joy Tembe. Literally. Not, like I was a different. <laughs> yes. According to the social security. I mean. Yes. I get what you're saying. I'm a, I'm a, I wasn't issued a new number of yes. course, but I'm a new <laughs> I was a different person. I would have wrote a different name. So it's very, very interesting. And then someone even emailed this week and said that she was listening to one of our more recent episodes. And then um, you had, you were listening to an older episode. She was listening to an older episode and you asked me if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh. And, but you added a negative stipulation, which was that every time I said time travel and you said, okay, but every time you time travel, you have to use your incorrectly <laughs> <laughs> um mm. and then she would like it's like i know you then she like fell asleep and it like became her dream oh <laughs> so anyway just it's that's what people are out there doing so just careful what you say <laughs> hope you still mean it in five years right yeah <laughs> I, the nice thing is i don't know i don't know how many things i've said on the show that I would just like blatantly disagree with right. now. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, I'm certain I've changed my opinions on certain things. And I'll ask you this. Someone emailed and said um, that I need to stop saying like when you're making a good point, I need to stop saying right or yeah. 
Oh, I'm pretty sure that's me. No, it's me. I do that. <laughs> no. No, not it's me. According to the email. I do that all the time. It's me. That every once in a while, I'll listen no. to one of our episodes <laughs> and I'm just like, can you shut up, Joy? Can you shut up? Can oh, you did saying, you send the email? Can you stop saying right? Can you stop? Like, <laughs> So, no, the email okay. said, Summer, so you need both to quit. That. So, uh, but apparently when I do it, it's annoying. So, so do I need to stop? I didn't, I didn't even know, Joy. I thought I, I was I didn't even problem. know you did that. <laughs> I thought I was the problem. I don't think you do that to me. I don't feel like you do it at all. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. The answer to the email is no. I cannot. I will not stop. It doesn't bother Joy. So. I don't even notice it. I didn't know you did that. So, well, and I, I do sometimes, well, because I know I've noticed myself doing it on the show. I'll, I'll get paranoid about doing it with other people. Really? And I think it's... I'm just like a very like fast paced talker. I like to go like back and forth, back and forth. I'm cool with as long as like we're all leading in the same direction. I'm cool with let's go together. Like having little interruptions and asides and stuff. And then I, but I try to remind myself not everyone is like that, and that seems a little frantic to some people. Mm. And so I think, um, Mm. I think the little interjections are like a pacing thing but not everyone feels that not way. everyone's like that yeah and there's been, i you know not that anyone's ever just like come out and said it but i think for some people even that just makes them feel like not Stressed talking out. like you're being impatient or you're trying to take over the conversation or oh so well do you do you remember the email of the person who said that until she started listening to our show she thought it was like rude to talk over people yeah. <laughs> Which it sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. I still think about you. I, if you're oh, still with too. us, I still think about I do you. Too. I still think about you all the time. Yep. I'm just like I. Okay. Well, you guys get you a friend yeah, that you, you can, can kind of like just over. that your conversation is just sort of this like, like just mesh, <laughs> meshed. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, I did not know it was a thing. All right. Um, How funny. Hey, it's not too late for you to join book club because we um, are doing our first reading this week from The Pastor's Wife by Sabina Wormbrand. I'm just going to warn you once again, you can't just Google The Pastor's Wife. Type in Wormbrand, W-U-R-M brand to find the book. There are a lot of books called The Pastor's Wife. They're not all good. Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, now, nowadays, in 2023, you could have a past, the pastor's wife book written by, like, mm. a lesbian, <laughs> the lesbian wife Trans of a woman, of Wait, a woman pastor. Yeah. But, well, this is actually a great segue. Um, some of them were just, like, horrible, cheesy romance novels. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which I even hate to call them romance novels because I do think romance has a definition that has totally been just trashed and ruined by quote unquote romance novels. Just like novels. everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, book club. So we meet on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. At we almost jumped ahead. One thirty Pacific uh, at patreon.com slash theologians. And it's not too late to join us. Um, Please do. So it's going to be a good time. We've never done a book quite like this. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how, how it goes. goes. Yeah. And uh, we have a great group of ladies reading along with us. Um, okay. So I don't know. Every February, I think of this topic a little bit. But also I... we Yeah, we've we always... Hmm. Mm-hmm. It does seem like, like I have more memories of trying to kind of tackle mm. the whole like Valentine's Day adjacent topics. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're big about Christmas episodes, mm-hmm. but I think other than that, we don't, maybe Thanksgiving, but like we don't really, I would say after those two big ones. Yeah, not really. Valentine's is the February is the only time we really ever like think of something that's a uh, timely by the calendar. Right? Yeah, it's true. 
I, I can't don't know help what that it. Is. Well, it, is that just because like we know we're talking to women? I and... think for me, what it was was that for my birthday, my mom came over and Eric and I went and had like a day date. Oh yeah. So that's right. We went out to. If I'm leaving the house, I'm probably going to a bookstore. That's what I'm doing. Good choice. We went to Barnes and Noble. Very nice. And then we got food. That was our day date. It was great. But we're walking around and all of the books that are out in like the center aisle or, you know, the ones that are being displayed because these are the sellers, right? Yeah. Um, I knew, mm, I recognized 95% of them from book talk. So I was explaining this phenomena to my husband. I was like, listen, if you want to have a popular book now, it has to be popular on TikTok. Right. Or it's not going to be I mean, that's true. A lot of th- like popular makeup products, skincare. This is it. If you can, if you can go viral on TikTok, you can. You sold. Yeah. You sold it. Yeah. <laughs> and there are authors who are only authors because they first sold their book on TikTok or they got, they told people where to buy their right. book on TikTok. And so social media is, and everybody who sells books knows this, social media is the driver of what people are reading, particularly women. Women are the readers these days of literature, pop, pop lit, whatever. Yeah. So the thing that I learned quickly, because I would just watch, I want to know what people are reading. I'm interested in that. And unlike something like Twitter or Instagram, if you just go to the reading section on TikTok, you can, there are millions of videos of book recommendations and what people are reading. And it's great because you get a 20 second pitch. Here's what this book is about. Here's why I enjoyed it. Blah, blah, blah. I think what a great tool. Seriously. So anyway, the longer I have learned what people are reading the more I have learned that there are, there are two things you have to watch out for. And so the first thing I do whenever I see a book recommended a lot is I go and see if it is labeled on Goodreads or Amazon as LGBTQ fiction. Right. Because this is how to find out if this book is popular because it has gay characters in it. And they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like movies and TV now too. Yeah. Even if it's just you a little something, yes. they're just going to, if they they're can, gonna they're going to throw it in. 100%. Or it's going to be entirely about that. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the other thing I learned quickly is that if a book is particularly popular with women, it is porn. Oh, yes. Yeah. I had no idea so i'm trying i'm giving you all a warning um it you have you cannot buy fiction without looking for checking for those two things yeah so it used to be you had to if you were going to watch something on netflix or whatever on anything not just netflix but on anything you had to those were the two things you had to look for it's the same with what women are reading and uh i have been shot i have been shocked i think over the last like two years as i've been watching this i think i don't know why i'm still surprised um every time but what i'm noticing more and more is that um this is also true in the christian world uh well i think there's there's like a disconnect that's like if you're because of the i mean because of the overwhelming amount of visual video pornography by comparison it like you can convince yourself this isn't as bad that you're just reading it yeah um mm-hmm. and so it's like not the same yeah um and i granted i'm sure there's to some extent it's always been that way sure but there and it's also uh like books uh there's there's books aren't consumed as much mm-hmm. so it's like unless if if you watch a movie that's just filthy chances are most people nowadays are going to have seen the movie like if it's highly rated and it's on netflix mm. 
most of the people you meet in your life will probably have seen it shortly after it comes out because Netflix pumps it out to you. But but unless someone happens to have read that same book. Right. They're not going to know. They don't really know. And it, you almost just seem like, oh, you're such a reader, which is uh-huh. like kind of a kind of a rare mm-hmm. <laughs> thing in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. So you almost it's not only that they don't recognize it as porn, but it you almost kind of end up right. It's like you can kind of keep it a secret and you almost end up looking like a little smarter because you're reading. You're reading. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. bad. It's really bad. Yeah. I'm just surprised when I see like, oh, you know, these are like a, the people will do like a yearly wrap up or a monthly wrap up of like, mm-hmm. this is what I read. Um, and it's common to see Christian women reading the same stuff that I'm seeing pushed on TikTok that is inappropriate. Like if you look up the book, oh, it's it has gay characters, it has sex scenes, like it's very inappropriate. It's it's wild, right? Um, and so this is the stuff that we're consuming, and so I just thought we'd have a discussion about like, <laughs> I think we know the answer to the question, like, is it appropriate for Christian women to be consuming consuming this content? But why is it that we tell ourselves that it's different? Uh. I understand one is a book, one is a movie, um, but reading sticks and sinks into you in a way that I would argue seeing a film doesn't well, because you actually have to create the image in yeah. your head. You actually create in your head what you're reading. You're seeing right. what you're reading. So books do stick with you memory wise yeah. in a way that movies can't and don't. Right. In a different way. Um, and I think especially <laughs> for women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> not going to say a ton about it, but um, there's undeniably kind of the slower build. Usually there's emotionally, emotional yeah, intimacy the whole involved. Story. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of like a withholding and a mystery. And then like, yeah, you know, the, and it, it really does cater to the way that women do feel right. Romantic feelings. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, in a way I think that those that, that women's romantic feelings are painted a, in a more virtuous mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might be true, but it's not <laughs> your, uh, you having appropriate romantic feelings, feelings is not simply a matter of whether you're a male or a female <laughs> right um that's what does the bible say about the kinds of feelings you're having the kinds of thoughts you're entertaining what are you doing with those thoughts it has nothing to do with oh but do they love each other are they in a loving consensual relationship right. no 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 um i do think that people so to kind of touch on the the argument that like well, it's just a book, so I can just read the words and like not imagine yeah. it, and it doesn't affect me in that way. Mm-hmm. I've also heard people make that argument about inappropriate movies, right? Yeah, when you're actually seeing it. Um, and if, I mean, y'all can be mad at me for this. I do not care, <laughs> like a t- the tiniest amount. Um, if that is true, yeah, I doubt it is true, right? But if it is true. I still think it's lacking in the kind of wisdom that yeah. we should uh, yeah. be dealing in. Right. Um, and like I said, I don't, I think you might be fooling yourself either right. well or maybe just <clears throat> to save face. But, um, but yeah, I do think, uh, I don't know. I Well, sometimes I think it's just, it's like, oh, well, I already got into this. Mm. And then this thing happened. It's like, what? So I just stop reading the book and I like throw it away. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, so you get into the middle of your movie and you're really interested and it's a really good movie, but there's like a pornographic scene with a bunch of nudity. You just stop watching it. Yep. You know, I think this is where to doing your pre-homework yeah with books is important and this was something again that 
I learned very quickly because whenever I would see a book recommended, I would go look it up and, okay, what do the reviews say? What is this book um, labeled as? What genre is it placed in? Um, Because that will tell you a lot about what you're going to find inside of it. Um, And also just finding people that you trust to make recommendations. Yeah. uh, It might seem like it stinks that you have to do that, but that's just the time we live in well what stinks more is just putting garbage in your brain right and getting halfway through a book and having to put it down because you didn't do your (laughs) homework like oh this is a gay love story between two men right like oh (laughs) yes yes there was that will happen now (laughs) yes there is a book um you can get it anywhere target um grocery stores and this was how i learned was this book um it won all kinds of awards called the Song of Achilles, I think. Okay. Oh, hopefully that's the right one. I, I'm i pretty sure it's called that. We're not trying to slander anybody out there. Um, It's probably called that. <laughs> and I just I just remember seeing all these people everywhere. Goodreads, every app that has to do with reading, Amazon, everything is pushing it, right? And I'm like, what is this story about? Oh, my goodness. Everyone loves this book. Universal love for this book. Um, what is it about Christians, non-Christians? Well, Christians, I'm going to, I don't, right. I don't know them personally, but people that right. claim to be Christians, right. non-Christians, book reviewers. And, uh, I was like, this book is about two gay men. This is, this is the, it's a quote unquote supposed love story between two gay men. So that, like you said earlier, that is just the time that we live in and it's what's going to be normal and it's something that you should be aware of before you choose to consume something if it's from the 1800s fine (laughs) (laughs) great read it probably won't find (laughs) the song of achilles in there it's not what you're gonna find um but yeah, and you know, what I don't want to do is I think it would be foolish for Christians to be like, well, I'm just only going to read books from the 1800s now. There, there are good books out right. there. They're worth looking for. Right. It's worth taking the time for. There are artists out there making great art still. And there was trash written in the 1800s. And yes, that I'm sure. Existed. <laughs> yes, as well. I guess just my encouragement, my thought is um, how seriously do we we have to strike a balance between two things. And I think Chris, you can, you can tend to fall off on either side of this. Right. So the psalmist says, I put no vain thing, simple thing before my eyes. Mm -hmm. But we also live in a world where you will probably go to the grocery store and have to put something sinful before your eyes. Right. So the question is, you know, so you have to live in the world. Right. You're going to mm-hmm. see sin. You're going to have to talk to your kids about the gay couple they saw at the grocery store. And you're going to have to teach your son that was introduced at the end of their the kids show they were watching. Right. Like, why do they why does that kid have two moms that showed up for? Yes. Parents Day or whatever. Yes. You're going to have to look away from the magazines that are. So you live in the world. The world is full of sin. So there is a way in which sinful things are going to be put in front of your eyes. The question is, what are you putting in front of your eyes? Choosing what are you choosing for yourself and for your children? And there is a way in which I think Christian women do tend to give themselves a pass on this topic. And you and I have talked before about, you know, just the, Basically, what uh, some of the Christian literary industrial complex has done is just told the same kind of kind of smutty stories, but like dressed everybody up in like long skirts and bonnets. Right. And it's the same story, but less a little less racy. Yeah. Um, And but what is that scratch that is being itched? And if you have that itch, have you asked yourself why? What what need what perceived need do you are you fulfilling? Yeah. Um, and think about that because uh, when I think in two thousand eight or I don't know maybe my senior year in high school whatever, the first Twilight book came out, and my friend said like please read this and I knew nothing about it 
please read this. This is the best thing I've ever read, she says to me. This was somebody I worked with. Please read it. And she brought it to work and she left it in my bag and I took it home after my shift and I open her up and I very quickly realize this is just YA trash romance novels and the scratch that's being itched is the desire that every woman has to like conquer the dangerous man right do you want to hear my my list of of romance tropes that i yes please that i wrote out um so the felon that no one understands like you do and that <laughs> understanding transforms him into a functional human being okay so that's twilight beauty and the beast <laughs> what else we got the quiet rancher that rescues you all the time yes every horse girl novel the guy who doesn't like you like that but then realizes how amazing you are and then he does like you like when you that. take your glasses off <laughs> right and take your ponytail out <laughs> The small town volunteer firefighter slash hardware store owner slash single dad who teaches you that all not all men are trash like they are in the big city. Every Hallmark movie. Yep. <laughs> the guy who hates you, but he actually doesn't hate you. He just has a deep secret that keeps him from being open with others. Jane Austen. Um, <laughs> your brother's childhood friend that realizes how much you grew up. When you come back home to save the family farm. Uh, the billionaire that becomes obsessed with oh. you, even though you're just a plain, simple girl. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Um, <laughs> you, and then my, plain, my, favorite, my favorite you trope. You have brown hair. My favorite trope that makes the least amount of sense to me, other than the billionaire that becomes obsessed with you, even though you're a plain, simple girl, and then makes you do really horrible sexual stuff, uh -huh. like the movie that a bunch of people watched yes, and were totally okay with it, and they were books, and people read, and they were totally okay with it. Um, the non-human, the, the person who's the man that's not even a human being, <laughs> he's a mermaid, or a centaur, or a vampire, man. a robot, a robot, he's a werewolf, <laughs> like, you guys... Stop it. Stop. Um, or now I guess I could add to it the girl. Uh, the romance. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You're a girl and she's a girl. Uh and these are the these are the tropes. The uh, but there's like there is, there's something in all of those yeah. that um we have perceived like I think especially told in book form mm -hmm. again it's this like long mm -hmm. drawn out story mm -hmm. where all the characters are developed and you create this like tension mm -hmm. and um and i th and and i guess maybe it maybe in some ways it's like relatable to things that have actually happened mm -hmm. um or it's it's just something like a particular type of story that you like mm -hmm. um I think a lot of it has to do with um, the very sort of modern, like feminist view of romance at all. Yeah. Just the idea that like once you turn 13 and even younger, like you should have affections for these different kinds of guys and play these scenarios over and over in your head. And that's totally acceptable. Yeah. Um, it's totally acceptable for for men that treat you that are jerks. Like some of these tropes, mm -hmm. they start out as like enemies. Yeah. And so even just that being uh -huh. an acceptable format for romance. Um, whereas, you know, like when my daughter grows up, if someone hates her, is rude to her, my husband will be like, stay away from her. Right. Or else. Right. Like. the and, It's and, not romantic. Right. <laughs> and And so I do think that there is, obviously, I think it's a lot of it is feminism, sort of a. You know, obviously there's even just kind of what I was alluding to is just the notion that um, women should just just run out into the world, arms open and figure out who they are through all these yeah. romantic exploits. And um, yeah, the, I just don't. Well, that's another problem with the, a lot of the tropes that you mentioned was it denies the real harm that would come into the average woman's life if she really did embrace this story well and it, it's like here's how you know it's bad the story falls flat mm -hmm. 
when he's not a jerk to her anymore and there's not like this like playful hatred happening mm-hmm. it's like the story can't even we have to cancel the show we can't write another book right because it's over because now there's no more dynamic right between them there can't be a dynamic between two normal people that right. just self-sacrificially love each other that wouldn't be exciting right <laughs> right those books don't sell <laughs> those books don't sell <laughs> And I'm, you know, obviously there is a place for, I think of, uh, what is the book? What is the Jane Austen book? Why can't I think of it? Pride and Prejudice. Thank you. Pride and Prejudice. Um, where you have the romance, uh, between the two people that don't get along and then they do. And friends to lovers is an old trope. Right. And what we're not saying is there's no way to recognize that sometimes you meet someone and upon your first meeting, you're not instantly in love. Well, I think that what's interesting, what's not that what feminism can escape is that a lot of these tropes are fundamentally like what, what the girl finds so attractive about the man is that he's not feminine. I mean, that's not becoming quite as much of a science now, but it's like, yeah, he, he works like a hard physical job or he has, he's non-emotional. Right. That's like the crux of his personality is that like, even just the, he, he's different around you than he is around other people, which to some extent I think is a very masculine trait. I don't think, I think husbands are different and softer with their wives than with anyone else and their children. So that means in their home, in more private settings, they are different and there is a different level of understanding. And that's great. And, and that so there's, should be. there's like a reason why yeah. that would be attractive to a these woman. Are all, well, that's the point is these tropes are all driven by a certain desire within women. Uh, and the question that I have for Christian women that are reading inappropriate material would be like, what itch are you trying to scratch? What are you desiring? Um, And ought you to put that to death? Yeah. Um, And what are you inflaming or encouraging in your own heart emotionally? Yeah. You know, there's so much good material out there to read. You don't need to read all the trash or wade through the trash. And maybe that's something we can, I don't know. I'm always hesitant to recommend books because someone will have something to say about something right. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when something is explicitly trash, yeah, because it's explicit, mm-hmm. there is no getting around that. Right. And, um, which is why for as many Stephen King books as I have enjoyed, cannot recommend a lot of them. Right. Um, nor would I reread many of them. Like, right. Right. I read them when I a long time ago. <laughs> when, so, you know, do your homework, do your yeah. homework and know what your kids are. A lot of what is recommended. It, you, it's not. I think a lot of people have this idea that books are just um, inherently more virtuous. Yeah. And I, what I'm trying to say is, hey, that's not true. Right. And, you know, I'm walking through Barnes and Noble with my husband and I'm like that book is about the gays that book is about the gays that book i mean every book i'm walking by i'm like gay love story gay like totally filthy because i did my homework like i chose not to read these books because i learned very quickly you have to do your homework yeah um with what is being pushed now to a point that just wasn't true even 10 15 years ago yeah um, and again, I'm not saying trash has never been written before, but just right. the level of it and what is popular yeah. um, has definitely increasingly become something that you cannot, you can't skate by anymore. You really can't skate by without looking into the stuff. Um, and that's worth the effort to do. Yeah. Um, pornography will destroy you. And it will, uh, if you're married, it will destroy your marriage. If you're single, it will destroy your marriage when you get married one day. <laughs> um, and so don't, uh, don't eat. And even like, you know, you can read that however you want to perceive that, you know, whatever. But there's just even, even down, I think for women, even down to certain expectations, uh, to emotional intimacy. I'm not saying like, Romance novels will show you that there's intimacy, r- emotional intimacy in a marriage. Don't be fooled. There is not. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying they're just like um, 
any kind of pornography, you're watching something that's performative Mm -hmm. and not necessarily real or Mm -hmm. based in fact. Mm -hmm. It's something that someone made up, something that someone wrote and envisioned. Yeah. um, And it's not only sinful, Mm-hmm. which there you go stop yeah but it uh it will also affect you in ways that you don't necessarily even think that it might right um so even if you as you hear us say this you're like well i don't think i have to if i see uh, you know if i see something on the tv i don't think i have to necessarily turn it off um i, I there i have had moments in my life where i leaned more in that direction mm-hmm I I tend to have a pretty no nonsense policy with that now. Um, I actually even like it when characters don't kiss until they're married in movies now. Um, I don't know. You can say it's because I'm getting old, whatever. I don't know what you want to say. I think it's because I'm getting more sanctified. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm just you old lady. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. uh, like you know i under i understand uh but yeah there's an effect here that goes longer than just like well if i if i determine that it's sin i'll just stop doing it um it's it's really really best which we can't always have best we've already talked about this this year yeah but it really is best to to keep yourself from as much of that as possible in every way yeah so yeah that's i mean <laughs> nothing else needs to be said i could say right a bunch of times <laughs> well you probably just did to, just so everyone yeah did just so everyone knows how much i agree <laughs> i want you to insert 10 rights into like your brain Herman, right could now. you just go in and just after add, and just add right 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 anytime there's just like a lull in the conversation right <laughs> um so i mentioned this i guess a couple weeks ago i don't remember saying this but oh, okay. I mentioned how I was like listening to Jeff Moore in the distance, I think. Oh, I, I think I, Did I mentioned that on the yeah, show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, just there. It's like 80s, 90s music. If you didn't, if you weren't raised in the 90s in a Christian home, you don't know who I'm talking about. And I think even then they were kind of like not that popular. Still, yeah. I think it's a little more obscure, yeah. but whatever. In that sweet spot of my life where I was. You know, you have that sweet spot where, like, whatever your parents were listening to then, like, dug deep oh, into yeah. you. Because music also affects you strongly, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were listening to Jeff Moore in the distance, and that's, like, what we listened to in the car. And so, anyway, when I was doing my marathon nursing sessions at night with Ransom, uh, I was feeling nostalgic one night, and I started listening to... Um, Jeff Moore in the distance and I mentioned that and then I got all emotional and started like crying because right, it was just right, like right. so sweet. I'm just like holding my baby and it's just like the middle of the night and it's just you know blah, blah, emotions yeah. and he's so cute and um, anyway someone said that uh, I should play Jeff Moore in the distance on our next like when I like as an outro oh okay and I just felt like I needed to say that because this is so niche and because people are going to ask me what on what were you playing? Earth was that, and because it's hor, it's bad. Like it's not good music. I just want to warn you guys, like it's not good music. I'm sure some people are like, "Well, you've played not good music on here before." <laughs> Summer, it's not your first time. <laughs> if you think this is your first time, you some people are like every time, not been paying attention at all. But anyway, um, is that it? Do we have anything else to tell him? Join book club. I don't think so. Wait, join. did you say you had something to bring up at the end? That it was this. that was that. Okay. It was. You know what also happens is that our listeners sometimes have better insight. <laughs> They'll be like, you know what you should have done, <laughs> and I want to say like seven out of ten times they're right. I'm like, yeah, oh. I should have done. Just the regular listeners, right? Just the oh rec. yeah, just the some rec. of you guys. Hmm. No, I'm not gonna stop Don't saying. Don't get right. too excited. <laughs> Don't get too excited when you hear that. Listen, I'm not looking for recommendations. Should we have? Should we give them um like a gif or some kind of emoji? Yeah, yeah. Last week was a, the... bo- a boot. No, two weeks ago was a boot. Um, what did we even do last week? Did how did last the whole last mailbag. weekend? Oh, okay, because that just like fell out of my brain. <laughs> 
I told the story of my, it should have been a roller skate because of my roller blading story. Right. Um, or a broken tibia. I don't know if that's an emoji though. Wait, I know a good of yeah. a good um, emoji for the romance novel. You know the emoji of the girl that's kind of like, like dancing. Has her yeah, hands the up flamenco and dancer. Dan- yeah, and she has the pretty dress on. And Dan- stuff. The, the dancing red dress girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you that's got this it. far, if you got this far, I want you to enjoy this beautiful. 50 seconds of this song which you cannot flamenco dance to but <sighs> no you, you can cannot. listen to right now um i hope you enjoy it it's not playing so i don't know what's happening right now we might have to why isn't it playing this is a beautiful song you guys i list i think of oh. it all the time do you remember have you heard this song oh it's so bad it's about his like grandma praying this prayer for him and i was holding ransom and i was like i'm gonna pray that for you it's a great prayer and I want that for you, my son. And I'm just like bawling and nursing him. It was just really, I was like, I'm going to wake him up. <laughs> I should stop listening to this right now. Anyway, have you heard Jeff Moore? I mean, are we crying together right now? All of us? <laughs> His grandma. We all, right? I mean, come on. Oh, it's about his, his, his grandma read the KJV, you guys, and prayed for her every night, or for him every night. Y'all, I want to be a grandma that prays for my grandkids. <laughs> my, my husband's version of these and thous was when his mom would get like oh yeah get mad. get mad at him and all of a sudden she'd start speaking in king james version <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 and we will see you guys next week see ya